Are you longing for real-life change and lasting impact? Here at More To Be, we believe that is possible through a fresh encounter with God and His Word. I'm Angela Sackett. And I'm Lisa Pulliam. And together, we want to help you think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in His work every day. So welcome back. We're going to dive in for part two and part one of this episode, Be Better Together. We talked about uh, Nathan and David and a a situation they walked through, um, friendships and how those um, can honor God, how he can work through them. And so, yeah, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited to continue the conversation. And, you know, when I think of friendships, I I have a couple thoughts that come to mind. One is conflict, which we're going to get into and how to work Mm -hmm. through conflict. But the other is how I learned that like mantra of better together to stop going solo. So I had been um, blogging. I started blogging when the twins were babies. So that's 12 years ago as of this date, 12 and a half. And I got a vision from when I started blogging that I wanted to do devotional ministry and online ministry. And I had a couple different launch ideas for how I was going to do it. And I ended up in a situation where the Lord basically said, this is an idol and you will put it down Mm. or the fruit that you want to come out of your motherhood and your ministry will be, there'll be lots of bushes, but no roses basically Mm. was the, the gist of it. So I obeyed and thank you, Lord. I obeyed. I called my husband and I said, I think God wants me to lay down extravagant grace. And he's like, "I, I don't want to be next to you if you don't. (laughs) was the gist of it. Hung up a a virtual shingle and spent an entire year basically going deep with the Lord. And he had brought into my life this woman, Brooke. Brooke had showed up at the school. I wasn't interested in making new friends. We were in a season where our closest friends were moving away. My best friend was moving away. I was not interested in a new friendship at all. And my friend who was moving away had said to Brooke, you should become friends with Lisa. So Brooke marched up the lawn to me one afternoon, right after she moved to campus. And she said, Megan said, we should be friends. And I was like, well, in thinking in my mind, that's nice, but it ain't happening, girl. Like I'm not (laughs) opening my heart to heartbreak again. And it was so bad that even like our community knew I was sitting on the bench, you know, that week waiting for the kids to get off the bus. And an older mentor of mine, you kind of a distant mentor, came up to me and sat down next to me. And she said, Lisa, I know how hard this is for you with Megan leaving. I I can just see it. You're missing your other half. And that is how I felt. And so anyways, Brooke pushed herself into my life. She said, we're going to meet once a week. We're going to study scripture together. We're going to have lunch together. And at the time, she had little kids, and my Leah was in sixth grade, and I was homeschooling her that year. So Leah watched the kids as we studied scripture together, and it was a great experience for Leah because at that point, she wasn't interested in having kids of her own and and wasn't the natural child caregiver. So she really developed this like awesome skill set. So Brooke and I bonded over that year, and in the spring of that year, uh, Brooke announced to me in a very heartbreaking way, and it was she was pursuing me. She's like, I need to talk with you. After you're done speaking that engagement, can we just take a half an hour together? And I'm like, no, I can't. I've got this going on. I had all these excuses. Finally, we, we went out for tea together, and we're walking down to the village, and she said, we're moving. And I never saw it coming. I mean, it 12, it hadn't even been 12 months. Mm. 
This woman was able to finish my sentences. She came alongside me and did ministry with the teenage girls in our living room. I mean, she was my like separated from birth sister in Christ. And I was so mad. There was no maturity from me whatsoever. I basically (laughs) yelled and screamed and cried messy tears all the way to the tea room. We had our tea, practically cried all the way home. And I was being such a brat. I mean, for the weeks (laughs) that followed. And my one of our students actually said to me, Lisa, it is better that you have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. And I was like, oh, I'm hearing this from a 12th grader. She's like, you need to stop the snarkiness towards Brooke. And she, she wasn't on a first name basis with us, but she was close. She was like our our girl. And and so God really taught me through that time frame and that experience with Brooke that we are meant to do life together. Mm. That what I learned from Brooke in less than 12 months set the foundation for launching More to Be. Mm-hmm. The, I, I started more to be with a, a board of advisors. I started more to be with contributing writers. When it came time to think about doing the podcast, I've prayed for years that God would bring me a sister in Christ that I can do this mm-hmm. with. And, and somebody had said to both of us at the same time, well, Lisa, why can't you just do it on your own? And I said, I can, but there is something about doing something together that I really think is part of God's design. Mm. And that is why I'm passionate about friendship and passionate about moving through the difficulties of friendship. Like if I only talked about the good part of what I went through with Brooke, that's not the whole story. Understanding that how to move through that conversation when we were upset with each other or I was upset with her to still have a friendship on the other side of it was huge. And so she did move to uh, across the country. I thought I was never going to see her again. And the Lord so happened it that I went to a conference that was an hour away from where she lived. She came down and it was like we had picked up and not a day had passed. We just went, you know, for six hours together before she left. And my friend who was hosting us said, oh, my word, what was that? And I said, that's friendship. Yeah. Rooted in scripture. The sweetness of it. Covered in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't happen because it was easy. Mm -hmm. It happened because we pursued it even though it was hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mm. we're going to dive into some really hard scriptures in James 4. Would you, Angela, go ahead and read? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm going to read the whole chapter for us. And if you are uh, where you can grab your Bible, grab it, flip it open to James chapter 4. And if not, maybe just make a quick note so you can go dig into this later on your own. Uh, Starting at verse one, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but you don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that Mm. you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely, but he gives us more grace. 
That is why scripture says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Brothers, do not slander one another and do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There's only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow will go to this city or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast and brag. All such boasting is evil. Anyone then who knows the good thing he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. Mm. Ooh. I know. There's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. What sticks out to you right away? Oh, my goodness. Well, for starters, I think about, you know, how we finished part one and we talked about making plans and how David had his plans, but God had something different. So um, and just to the other thing that really jumped out at me was um, the asking with wrong motives Mm -hmm. and how so often I think in friendships we ask of each other the things that only God can give us. So I don't know if you were going there, but it, it jumped out at me. <laughs> no, no, but I did, I did see the motives and, you know, starting at that beginning, I just find it interesting that friendship with the world versus friendship with God in this theme yeah. of friendship. And so I think a good question for us to ask is, are we pursuing and craving friendship with the world? Mm-hmm. And is that an underlying tension point to our actual friendships with other women. Yeah. Right. So if we're walking, if we're walking well with God, humble, as he talks about, humble yourselves before God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and he will come close to you. Wash your hands. You, you, your sinners, purify your hearts for the loyalty is divided between God and the world. So we've kind of got to start there. Where are we as individual women? Where is our allegiance? Are we doing what we ought to be doing with the Lord? And that's hard because we are sinners. And so it requires this daily process of repentance and confession of our sins. And and James talks about it, which is what brought me to James when we didn't read it. James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The mm-hmm. earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And so I think it's like you need to not have friendship with the world, but you need friendship or fellowship in the body of Christ because that is part of how God accomplishes his healing work. Yes. When we're up against um, other sisters in Christ, other brothers in Christ, but you know, primarily as women to women, we can call each other account for our bad behavior mm-hmm. as part of the transformation sanctification process. And the question yes. is, are we willing to do that? Are we yes. willing to get real 
with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so um, if you go back to verse 4, what is causing the quarrels and fights, not verse 4, the beginning of chapter 4, verse 1, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the, this translation says, evil desires Mm -hmm. at war within you. You want what you don't have, and you scheme and kill to get it. Good grief. I hope that's not true. But, <laughs> but it, it, it is jealousy. Doesn't that describe jealousy? You want what you don't have. It describes greed. How many times does that sabotage a friendship? Yeah, and it does. It goes back to motive. What is your motive? And I, I'm thinking back to David. David's motive was God's glory. Mm-hmm. David's motive was God's will for his own life. Um, what is our motive in relationships? Are we, are we, you know, it says to get what you want. Do I want me? And I hear, you know, our son, our oldest son is engaged and planning a wedding. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think about young couples and I, oh, I praise God because I, I hear the opposite in, in him and his fiance, but young couples. Now you hear over and over again, I, I he makes me happy. He makes <sighs> me feel good. And I think as women, we crave that in our friendships too, right? I yeah. want to feel good. I want you to tell me I'm pretty and I'm, you know, strong and wise and all those things. Yeah. It's about our motivation, right? Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be that encouragement, but also accountability. Like, yeah. Can I confess my sins to you when I show up here and I've had a bad parenting moment and I'm looking at you across the Skype screen, or if I've had a selfishness or a greed or um, a disrespect towards my husband, am I willing to privately be honest with you about that and say, this is the way I've sinned. I've already gone to the Lord and asked for his forgiveness. I need some accountability. Next time when you see me, will you say, how's it going in that area? And am I going to long for your good, for God's glory in that? So can you trust me to not use that as a weapon against you, but to say, how can I love you towards him? Exactly. Exactly. There's so much. So I have a a friendship with a gal, Carrie, love her to absolute pieces. And we have only ever spent two hours in person in real life. We met at a conference. We had coffee together. And we have become the dearest of friends, all thanks to technology, Voxer. Mm. You hear me talk about this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) V-O-X-E-R. I just love it. But what I really love about my friendship with Carrie is that we have a weekly check-in on Mondays. Mm. And we ask each other two questions. Where was God faithful? Right? And the other question is, what are you seeking God for this week? And so we also unpack, like both of us struggle with some fitness goals and health goals. So we'll be like, how's the health piece going? Mm-hmm. And then we're both coaches. So we're both talking about like, what's going on with the business? Where, where's that growing? Where do you need prayer? Where are you struggling? Um, and then we talk about marriage and kids. And so Carrie is praying for one of my children who's really going through a tough season in life. And mm-hmm. she will ask me every week, what's the latest I've been praying And so there's this sweet, sweet friendship. And it's the only way we can have a friendship because we are across the country from each other. Mm -hmm. Aside from seeing each other in heaven, we may never see each other in person in real life. Yeah. I just have to jump in and say that is one of the things that I think why I, I wanted to do a podcast and why I blog is because God has this unbelievable thing he's doing right now with 
using capturing technology. Um, I have a friend similar to that. I haven't ever met her in real life. Mm -hmm. She lives in California. She was referred to me to help somebody else, you know, that I needed help out there. And same thing, this, she is my friend, my real friend. Yeah, Yeah. And she will message me, you know, how's, how is your marriage? She's praying for my marriage. She's praying for ministry opportunities. She's praying for, you know, mind blowing. And I am the same for her. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm praying for her grandbabies. I'm praying for cool how he's doing that, how he's capturing that. So here's the challenge. I think, um, how do we translate that into our real life relationships? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I actually, um, I'm co-leading a Bible study with a a friend from church. She is an equally dear friend. Mm. The only reason that our friendship established was because I showed up at Bible study as a brand new woman in this community. And this was the group I got assigned to. And we, we have been intentional sporadically of trying to develop the friendship. It's hard because her kids are younger. We're in different seasons and stages of life. Her work job's different than my work. Uh, but I have been thinking, how do I take that intentionality with Carrie and bring it mm. to my friendship with Stacy? Yeah. So we have to show up to prep for Bible study each week together, but I'm using Voxer or text messaging with her in the same way that I'm using it with Carrie. Mm-hmm. And I've I've thought, what if we all kind of just created a very small circle of people who we maybe two, maybe three people who were in that kind of accountability yeah. relationship with where the purpose of our friendship isn't necessarily entertainment, but it is sincerely supporting each other's transformation process in Christ. Yes. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I want to get into that part three. We're going to talk about friendships with intention, friendships mm-hmm. that are purpose driven, mm-hmm. um, because, yeah, that's important. You know, we yes, sweet time of getting together for coffee is great, mm-hmm. but God has us in relationship for his kingdom purposes. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. That is awesome. So uh, let's wrap up. I've got one more thought that I want to share on this that I think is really, really important. So what happens when we end up in friendships that there is quarreling and fighting, Mm -hmm. where there is a wound, where there is a breakdown in trust? Mm -hmm. I have um, walked through this with my girls. And so this is not a new story to share, but it might be new for some to hear it. Uh, At the time of this major heartache crisis of breakdown in a friendship, God gave me this visual picture that Mm -hmm. we are like a house. And we're a house on a piece of property with a white picket fence on a nice little suburban street. And inside the house, you go through the front door, you have the living room and you have the bedroom. And the bedroom is like your inner chamber. It's your heart. It is where Christ dwells. And you don't bring strangers into the bedroom. You don't bring even just acquaintances into your bedroom. There has to be like a a deep, intimate friendship to get that access to your inner heart heart. Uh, And then the living room is where you start to gather people together and the trust is being built. The front yard is your acquaintances. And I like to say that you kick to the curb, everybody else. So, (laughs) so if you have been wounded, they get kicked to the curb. Mm -hmm. And it means that when you pass them by, you say, hello, you're polite, you're kind. But as you're walking through that process of seeking God's forgiveness and experiencing that that process of extending forgiveness and moving through the healing because of a wound, 
that they don't get to dwell inside the house anymore. They get to go to the curb. Yeah. You don't invite them over for the party. You don't make a plan to go on vacation with them. You don't end up in the same Bible study group as them. It's okay to give yourself space to heal. Yes. And then as that healing process is, is manifesting over time, as you're diligently seeking the Lord on that, you might get to the place of saying, will you please come back into the front yard? I'm having you over. Would you come into the house? I want to have you over. And so it's been so great to experience God's healing work in in that friendship situation that my girls went through. Mm -hmm. That process of going from inner chamber friendships when they were in sixth and fifth grade, uh, the wound lasted two years. And then those girls came and asked for forgiveness. They Mm -hmm. asked forgiveness of my girls and they asked forgiveness of me. And so they came into our front yard Then they came into our living room, and these are some of the tightest relationships, long distance now, but some of the tightest relationships my girls have. Because God did his healing work, and these girls all walked in humility. They all walked in forgiveness. They confessed their sins to one to another, and what does James promise us? There will be healing. And I do want to just offer this, too, as kind of a, a, a word of freedom to those who are listening that... Um, and we've said this before, there are times when you are in a relationship that isn't going to be healthy, that isn't yeah. going to be, and there's freedom in that. And, and I'm, I want to say right now on, on behalf of the Lord, and I hope that I'm honoring him when I say this, if God is calling you out of a relationship, that's not healthy, that's not going to be healthy that you can see in the near future, it's okay. There's freedom. Walk away. I hate to say kick them to the curb, but again, go back to what is your motive? Mm-hmm. Are you looking for God's glory? Are you looking for their best and your best? And one of my dearest mentors, I, I walked through kind of like a, a relationship like that where there was deep, unthinkable wounding for me mm-hmm. and my family. Mm-hmm. And I remember a dear, dear mentor saying to me, it's one thing to to say I forgive and to really mean it for slamming my hand in the door. It's another thing to stick my hand back in the door yes. if God hasn't told me to do that. And so we just want to offer that freedom to you. If you're listening, if he's calling you away from a relationship that's not healthy, you know, he may be calling you to repentance, to heal mm-hmm. a relationship that's been wounded, but he may be saying, step away, not for yeah. you in this season. And that's, that's a good thing. That is to his glory. If yeah. your motive is for that, you know, I think that's excellent that you said that. And I, I would, I would just dovetail onto it. I have been in that situation. And the question I've had to ask myself is, is this relationship toxic in a way that it causes me to not be able to be the mom, the wife, the woman that God has intended me to be? Like, is this a wound trigger for me, you know, Mm -hmm. being raised in in the environment that I was raised in? I have to, I have to guard my heart and mind that, that I am aware of what's unhealthy Mm -hmm. versus what's challenging. Yes. There's oh, a difference. That's a good, wise, right? good, wise question to ask. Yeah. Is my friend, my yeah. friend, Andrea will challenge me. Mm. And that is a very healthy friendship. She will not mm. let me be comfortable in my own muck mm. as opposed to um, a friendship where there's a lot of guilt and expectations that are unrealistic yeah. and um, critical criticism. And, you know, those are not healthy. And so sometimes I think we could be in such unhealthy relationships that we don't know what to do. We just know it's not right. And that's a great time to go see a counselor. 
Yes. Yeah. It may be For three sure. sessions that you need at, that, that to get clarity and develop the, the strength to know how to move forward in a healthy way. Yeah. Well, I hate to do it, but I feel like yeah. we should uh, wrap up. And uh, if, you, if you're good, I'm going to pray and close us out because I think this is a good place to just really seek God's wisdom. Yeah. Let me, um, let me throw out the one challenge question Yes. for this, for this episode. <laughs> well, I'm going to add to make it two challenge questions. So the one challenge question is, who can you build a deeper friendship with by having a weekly check-in and ask those questions? Where is God faithful and what are you seeking him for this week? Good practical so, question. Yeah. And then the other is, is there a friendship in which there has been wounding that needs the house analogy approach to it? Uh, Or even to go to the next level and you need to go for counseling to get godly advisement from a Christian counselor. Such good challenges. Mm -hmm. I'm writing them down. (laughs) Good, good. So go ahead and now you can go ahead and pray. (laughs) Thanks for the permission, (laughs) ma'am. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Anytime. Oh, God, you are so good. You are faithful. You are more holy than we can imagine. What you have planned for our future, for our good as we follow you is better than we can dream of. And God, it, it is our desire to follow you, to seek after your glory um, and your will in our lives. And so I do just pray for wisdom as women, especially in relationships and friendships. God, help us to pursue with right motives, not to fill the hole in our hearts that only you can fill, but God, to really invest in one another to seek accountability, to seek encouragement. I pray, as your word says, that we would call out one another, speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual Mm. songs, um, that we would call out um, the image of God in each other, that we'd be faithful um, to speak the truth in love when there is a time that we need to challenge one another, that we'd be women who are humble to receive that, that we would always go back to your word to validate that. Um, as we speak it and as we absorb it and listen to it, God. Um, And I do pray for each one of us, specifically as we are in friendships, that um, they would be ones that are healthy, that you would um, help us to have clarity when there's a time that we need to work through, when we maybe need to go to the next level for um, outside counseling, for wisdom from someone who's equipped and experienced to give that. And God, I do pray too for each of us that you would um, give us an opportunity to be in a relationship where there is that level of the sweetness of accountability that we can um, trust in, that we can build in. Um, We love you so much and we're thankful for our time here together. And we do pray that you would multiply it in the lives of each one of us as women, as we speak and as we listen. And it's in Jesus name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Mm. Well, we are thankful that you have been with us and thankful to you for listening to the More to Be podcast. And we're praying that you've experienced a fresh encounter with God and his word during your time with us today. Be sure to visit moretobe.com slash podcast for show notes and free downloadable resources from today's episode. May you continue to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in his work every day.